Minor Prophets Introduction God's Voice The prophets were the voice of God. While the priesthood was governed by genetics and genealogies, prophetism was pure grace. A man could become an officer in the temple by being a descendant of Levi or a son of Aaron, but to be a prophet required a personal call. What made a man a false prophet was simply this, they were not called. Jeremiah spoke of false prophets, the prophets prophesy lies in my name, I sent them not, neither have I commanded them, 1414. To another false prophet Jeremiah said, The Lord hath not sent thee, but thou makest this people to trust in a lie, 28,15. Truth is at the heart of the prophetic ministry. In the heart of every prophet was a message, a message from God. A priest could go through the motions of ministry, tending to affairs of the temple with a cold indifference, but a prophet was a man with passion that was based on a call and a personal experience with God. Being a prophet required a passion for the truth. Jeremiah was a man with a fire in his bones, Jeremiah 20 verse 9. Priests were guided and governed by customs, rules, and ceremony. Their clothing, duties, and activities were calculated and predictable. There was no room or place for any diversion from prescribed tradition. This is not to say that the priest was any less in God's will than the prophet when each were in their ideal and most useful state. Like a river, the priesthood stayed within its banks. The prophet had no such restraints or predictability about them. For the priest every day was the same. Each dressed, performed, and officiated with the predictability of a Catholic Massachusetts. The prophets were as unpredictable as the weather. They might at any moment come like a storm or a flood and then just as quickly be gone. Prophets were called of God for special assignments and missions and they were selected out of any family or field of activity. They came in times of Trouble King Ahab addressed Elijah Art thou he who troubleth Israel? 1 Kings 18 verse 17 Prophet schools seemed to be an attempt to somehow channel this gift and calling, but God seemed to ignore such institutions. Prophets are not cultivated but called. Priests operated by pattern. Prophets were one of a kind. By the very nature of their mission to correct wrong thinking or behavior, they ever seemed out of place and out of step with the world they confronted. To go against popular sentiment often meant a prophet would suffer. To stand apart from the conventional often meant standing alone. Prophets were rare then and they are more rare today. There is a profound misunderstanding about prophets. It is true that prophets were the vehicles of prediction, but that was not their main purpose. The stock and trade of the prophet was truth. They were not eschatological weather forecasters as much as reminders to stay on course. They were not the needle of the compass as much as men who stood at true moral north and vocally called for integrity and fidelity and justice. They were visionaries in the sense that Paul spoke of when he said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, they seemed so otherworldly. Their authority was in the prophetic formula, thus saith the Lord. Sometimes they would steady a trembling hand of a king, 2 Kings 13 verse 16, exercising a ministry of encouragement, and sometimes they would issue an indictment when monarchs strayed or silenced all other voices. They were men of the hour and men of the moment. While they often mysteriously left traces of tomorrow like tracks on the road of today, they were always relevant. While they left a prophetic trail, sometimes messianic and sometimes apocalyptic, they always called for change or caution in the present. 
Sometimes as small and precious things come wrapped in much paper and are protected in large boxes, the writings of the prophets sometimes may appear to be little more than tissue paper cradling a single gem. Much of their words appear as historical packing paper carefully protecting the crystal treasures of eternity. Micah 5 verse 2 is a diamond carefully supported by a thousand other words awaiting the query of wise men seeking the location of the Christ child. In light of that temptation we must remember that every word is inspired. Yet some words do seem to shine more brightly than others. The single word Bethlehem is a jewel in the crown of prophecy. Many other verses are spiritual landmarks beside a long path of truth that would bring men to God, or perhaps better said, bring God to man. While all scripture is given by inspiration and is profitable. Some words are gold and some silver. As when reading the parables of Jesus, we must be careful not to make bread from stones and force a meaning from every detail, in reading the prophets we must be careful not to linger too long at wells that have no water. While all scripture is inspired, it may be that a book has been placed in the eternal canon for a single word like Bethlehem. It could also be that some words like wells are deeper than others. There are hundreds of little lessons to learn from every text. We can learn about life and about death. We are reminded about faith, hope, and love. We are called to integrity and to truth, but in all the words of the prophets there is one main purpose that must never be overlooked. Jesus spoke to the teachers of his day who thought they knew and understood the words of the prophets, but missed the most important thing. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me, John 5 verse 39. In a sense every preacher is a prophet. While he might not have had a unique experience by some burning bush, he has been entrusted with the truth which he is called to carry in a dark world to help to light the way. He must faithfully carry that torch until God calls him to rest, and then rest assured, God will send another to lift it high again and carry it for another generation. Prophecy is still a gift to the church in the sense that certain men are called of God to confront the world with the truth. While every preacher must have a divine calling and must have a fire in his soul so that he cannot help but speak the things he has seen and heard, Acts 4 verse 20, not every preacher is a prophet or has the gift of prophecy, but woe to the country or congregation that has no prophets among them. A land without a prophet is like a mind without a conscience. Yet wherever the holy book is there is a prophet. To whoever dares to open its pages and read, the prophets speak. Twelve voices still cry out in the wilderness and still startle those they encounter. These are called the minor prophets. They are called minor, not because their message is unimportant, but simply because their words are few. Some of these Men were teachers to the so-called major prophets. These men spoke to their generation, but since their words were spiritual they speak to our generation as well. Each prophet had a message to deliver to his generation. That was his first calling in holy errand, but inasmuch as the words were God's word they speak to us still. There is more however. Every would-be preacher or teacher of God's word would do well to study these greats and learn what is involved in such a high calling. Like the twelve disciples, each of these ancient sages is different in tone and temperament. They have kept company through the ages and have stood side by side in the eternal canon of scripture. They have served the master well, and do still. Two thousand years ago the Apostle Paul stood before King Agrippa and pointed to the words of the prophets as the authority for his message about Christ. King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets?
I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian, Acts 26 verses 27-28. When Jesus himself encountered the two disciples on the road to Emmaus he pointed to Moses and all the prophets, L.K. 2400 hours 27, as the standard by which to measure their experience. And in his story about Lazarus and the rich man, Jesus gave greater weight to the ministry of the prophets than to the raising of one from the dead. Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead, Luke 16 verses 30-31. We must read and listen to the prophets still. In their words we find food for our faith. We also see the intensity with which God cares for his people and the integrity required to remain in his presence. When we open the scriptures to study them or to proclaim them, remember the words of Jesus, they speak of me.